Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I am Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad, how you doing? Hey, Gian. Chad, episode 45. That is unbelievable that we've gotten this far. Great work, man. Love it. Um, I, I read somewhere that the average podcast has between 7 and 14 episodes. So um, I'm just so glad that we've been doing this for, for this long now and um, can't wait to just continue this conversation with other coaches and other leaders that they're trying to help us lead like Christ and then we can uh, help other coaches with the same message. For sure, yeah, we're gonna keep this going. Um, Chad, before we forget, we wanna remind the coaches again to complete the survey that will be on the show notes so that we can um, get to know our listeners a little bit better, we can cater to conversations uh, for them, talk about some topics that they may be struggling with or that they want more information about. So the show notes, in the show notes, we'll have the survey link again, it's just a Google form, very easy. You could be able to complete it in two, um, two minutes or less, depending on how fast you type. Um, but we really want to get to know you guys. And even if in that form, if you want us to give you a personal call and talk to you, um, just drop up, just drop your phone number and we'll be more than happy to do that. Yeah, and we also, um, just want to take a second. We're really excited about two products and just wanted to share them with you uh, as our guests and listeners. But the first one, uh, Gian actually wrote a book just uh, in the last year. And uh, if you're a coach that's thinking through your your core values, a program philosophy, um, I really highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's called The Court of Excellence. It's available on Amazon. And uh, he also includes his personal uh, family core values and uh, really uh, I enjoyed the humor is light and, and funny but also added the um, great leadership quotes you've gathered a lot of uh, great through all your reading that you've done and I really think a lot of coaches will will really uh, take big things away from this book yeah Chad um, I wrote that book very short you know there's less than 100 pages because I wanted coaches to be able to read it in one bus ride or one flight across the country and just gather information and then try to apply it to their lives. But the other the other uh, product we want to talk about is Chad's book that he also wrote in the last year called The Freshman, um, 15 Lessons to Ace the Next Semester of Your Life. And it's a great uh, graduation gift if parents or coaches want to give it to, to their athletes and to their kids. Um, it has a, a sports story in it, Chad, right? But it, it applies to every area of our lives, right? Regardless if we're in business or medicine or if you're an adult trying to change careers, it has everything to do with transition. And I think it'll be a great uh, graduation gift or a great gift to anybody who, who wants to um, change and go to the next level in their lives. And Chad is so nice that if you buy the book, um, he also created a 15-week Bible study plan that you can go through with your team if you want to buy it for the whole team or if you want to just buy it to your kids. Um, he's he's more, than, uh, more than willing to share that with you. Yeah, thanks for that, Gene. I appreciate that. And it's a, an honor to um, to help serve others through through that writing. And again, try to make it quick. Uh, I know young people don't read too much. And so uh, we want to be fast and to the point, but also teach these uh big lessons and ultimately point people to Christ through it. But we are uh, so excited. You you had the opportunity to sit down with Lewis Shine. Can you tell me a little bit about, about this one? So Chad, the best way to describe Lewis right now in his career is he is a coach for the coaches, right? 
And so we are always trying to find those people out there who, who want to invest in the coaches' lives and who wants to help coaches be better coaches themselves. And we've had a few people like that already in the program, like Amber Selke. Um, and Lewis is another one who has done a great job, more specifically in basketball, but, but with other sports as well. Lewis has an incredible story. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but he has a great story. He shares it with us. Um, and we can't wait for you to hear it right now. Lewis Shine, thank you so much for being in the Christian Coach Podcast. We always like to start every episode with the power question, and that's it. Um, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Man, love it, man. First of all, appreciate you having me on. And um, what it means to be a Christian coach, man, is really, <clears throat> in the grand scheme of things, anything that you do, especially being a Christian, you do it as unto the Lord. You, you do it with all of your might, and, and the word talks about, um, that whatever you find your hands to do, do it with all, everything that you have pretty much. And so, um, you know, within the space of coaching, you know, everybody's trying to win, you know, everybody's trying to do their thing, but you know, the thing that encouraged me early on in my, my coaching career is just being excellent, you know, having excellence, like, like, like David did, like Daniel did the spirit of excellence in everything I do. And I think that, um, when I was able to put those things within what I did, and just try to do everything with all my might to the best of my ability. Um, I think that's all that God can ask of you. And I think that's all he does ask of you. Um, and so that's what I tried to do, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, give us a little bit of your backstory. You have an incredible journey. Um, I don't want listeners to miss out on any five set them. So give us a little bit of your backstory. Yeah. So man, uh, grew up in Chicago, uh, ended up going to high school in Ohio. Um, you know, I was saved, um, gave my life to Jesus Christ at the age of 13. And uh, so from there, my journey kind of went from there and um, <clears throat> had a chance to be in an amazing youth group back in Ohio. And that's kind of where I started to just get my bearings in Christianity and just how to live for God. And, um, you know, of course, I played basketball at the time and um, was a was, a you know, in my opinion, pretty good high school player that, you know, I was able to go on and, and play uh, college basketball at Miami, Ohio. Um, and during that time, uh, you know, just just being born again really meant a lot to me because, um, you know, I had an opportunity where you have so many people and athletes and stuff like that on college campus. You know, that's one of the greatest places where you can have an impact. So I seen early on um, where God just really placed me around the right people that were that were loving him and living for him. And I was able to kind of get nurtured up by some older people and ended up doing a lot of campus ministry and um, a lot of witnessing and ministering to football players, and um, basketball players, and was able to take a lot of kids to church. You know, a lot of kids' lives got changed. And so those are really some amazing years. And so after that, um, had an opportunity to play a year of pro basketball. Um, I was with three different teams, a team out of Denver, Colorado, uh, Salt Lake City, as well as uh, Louisiana. And so I had a chance to do that. And then from there, after that year, kind of real life kicked in, I ended up getting a job. I was doing some training. Um, and then um, later on, had an opportunity to work with a pro basketball team that, that came to my city. Um, you know, so I took a PR marketing director role for that team and 
that ended up turning into a GM position, which also in conjunction was the opportunity to be a head coach. So that kind of took me back into basketball for a year. And then after that, the team relocated. And so I loved it so much that I ended up starting my own pro team. And so um, went through all the logistics with that, got that started, um, ended up being a general manager and a pro team owner for three years. And uh, through those three years, had an opportunity to just, um, you know, be an impact to the city I was in and, um, you know, touch lives of families and different things, as well as the young athletes. I had an opportunity to help uh, 15 to 20 guys uh, get overseas and, and reach their dreams to further their professional basketball career. So that was amazing as well. Um, and then after that, um, ended up selling my team after three years. And um, after that, a, a door opened for opportunity to coach college basketball. So I ended up being in college basketball for three years. And um, first season I was in, I was able to be a part of a conference championship team at the D2 level. Um, after that first year, um, my head coach took a leave of absence. Uh, so I became the acting head coach and led a 23-6 and six campaign that season and was runner-up for the conference champions again. And, and so that turned into opportunity to coach at the D1 level. And so I did that. And, and so after I got done coaching, uh, 2019, September, I went into uh, consulting where I actually helped college, pro, high school teams to do what they do, do it on a um, higher level to improve at different aspects of what they do and, and try to help teams win and, and become better on the court and off the court. So, you know, that's what I do today. I love it because I get a chance to just meet so many people and, you know, been an opportunity to lead people to the Lord, you know, then doing coaching and things like that and, and just be able to be a witness to people. So it uh, really means a lot to me um, to be able to do what I do and uh, be able to touch lives. Yeah. And, um, you've been around a lot of coaches, right? So even from a player, then an owner, then a coach yourself, what are some of the commonalities of the great coaches that you've been around? So um, I would say some of the college coaches, and especially there's ones that I really sought out to learn from. Um, there's a lot of coaches that I had an opportunity to go and sit in their practices um, across the country. Um, I'll, say the, I'll say the Midwest um, was able to sit in practices and just learn from them. And I think some of the biggest things that, that I've learned is the coaches that really take things seriously, there's just a different structure to their program, to their practices. There's a different flow. Um, you know, there's programs that I've, I've looked at, studied, and the culture is different. That's probably one of the biggest things that I can really attest to, the fact that the culture is just so strong, even to where players, when they go there, they know that playing pro is the goal. Like, so, you know, imagine going into a program and all the players want to play pro. There's a different seriousness, but it doesn't start with the players. That's the culture that the coaches have created. Um, and a lot of times those kind of cultures, you can see championships, whether lingering around, they may be in the, the banners may be up there. There's, there's some winning that follows that kind of culture somewhere in the program's existence. And so, you know, I've looked at those kind of programs and I tried to take away things that had to do with culture and creating a strong culture and creating a culture, a winning culture. And, and that's probably one of the biggest things, that culture piece that I really tried to take away and add to what I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm here at Liberty and Coach Richie McKay has built this program up from 
from, you know, a very uh, low level now to very high rankings and made it to NCAA this past year. And I interviewed him and he said that, you know, that's, that's the main ingredient is mm-hmm. it takes time to develop that culture. But once, um, once it's there, then you can start building and getting the talent and everything flows from there. Um, yeah. Is there something that they, these coaches did on a daily basis in order to remind the players of that culture or to instill more of that culture in the program that you noticed that they were doing? Yeah. So there's one thing I took specifically uh, from a, a women's basketball head coach that's won multiple championships and the way that he starts his practice it's a high, you know, either a high defensive drill or in his case, he, he started with a high power, high intensity offensive drill. Um, and I actually took that directly from him and put it in my practices because what it does is it gives your players the mentality and it sets the precedence of what we're trying to do here. And so every single practice, that's how it starts. So when you start that, your practice is like that. It, it, it goes from being a routine or a regimen in practice to if you keep doing it, it becomes part of your culture. And now they begin to feed on that energy every single day. And now it becomes a part of them. And now when game time comes, it's so much a part of them that they carry it out on the court and it affects not only them, but it also affects what they do. And so I would say that's probably the one thing that I've taken that I've seen from coaches they have a certain way that they do things and they don't bend. They stay there. Even if players think they're kind of like, man, coach crazy today. And I don't know what coach is doing. This is, this is crazy. But if you stay in that pocket and push your culture, the culture becomes a part of not only who, who you are and what you're trying to show the team, but the team embraces it. And, you know, then you start to see results. Yeah. Um, Lewis, what are some of the, now, changing gears, what are some of the struggles that you've seen coaches have on a consistent basis? Um, we know family, you know, work-life balance is, is a tough one. What are some of the other things that you've, you've worked with coaches, too, and consulted with them? What are some of those biggest issues that you've seen in coaching? Yeah, definitely the, the work-life balance. Um, I was actually talking to my wife a little bit about that, and, and we're working on a project that will be coming out soon that kind of illustrates that. And it'll be a good talking piece. It'll be a short film. So uh, we're working on that right now. And, um, you know, also uh, not only the work-life balance, but just, um, you know, right now, especially in college, you know, being able to hold a team together, you know, I think the culture piece does a lot with that to where it will actually bring uh, people to your school. But then, you know, everything that's happening with a lot of the transfers and different things like that, you know, that, that can be tough because, you know, and I, I think that's kind of tough on both sides because on one side you have coaches and coaches are trying to build their careers. And so you, you, you offer a player, they come to your school, but then a lot of times that player might end up experiencing three or four coaches yep. in a small amount of time. But then on the other hand, the players are looking for their best interest and trying to be, you know, find the best fit. So, sometimes there can be a lot of uncertainty uh, with that. And I think like to say the best thing that the coaches can do is to build that culture um, so that players can buy in and, and, you know, hope that those players will continue to buy in every year 
um, as the years turn and as the, their careers go, that you'll maintain those players because then you don't have to start over and rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I think that could be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always think of Kentucky basketball that every year they have a brand new team. And I'm like, how do you instill that? You know, you, you, you develop a culture when every, you know, 10 new players every year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's, but that's true. Um, when you were a coach, how, how did you get to know um, your players on a, on a more personal basis? Did you do something intentionally in order to do that? Yeah, so there's a few things I did. I, I think one of the things that really meant a lot to me is the player development side. And so whenever you put, whenever you pull people aside and you're working with them individually, there's a different way that you can bond with them and get to know them. And so, you know, when I did individual workouts, that was kind of my time with that player to get to know that player is also push that player. Um, there's just a special connection that I think coaches, I speak for myself that I was able to develop with players because I was over player development and I did individual training. Um, I think another thing, too, is that I was a player's coach, so I really try my best to lead by example, and that's something that really worked for me because anytime I asked players to do something, I did it. So if I had them do a water challenge for a gallon a day, I did it with them. Um, if I had them get on the line and run an 11, a down and back in 11 seconds, I did it with them. It built a different kind of bond because they knew that I was with them. And, and when, when you when players know that you're with them and when you're, you know, players know that you're for them, they'll do anything for it. They'll run through a brick wall. You know, they'll they'll go out and work hard because they know that coach is not just trying to instruct me. Coach is actually out here in it with me, you know. And so for me, that that component really helped me to be able to build a bond with them and get to know them on a different type of level um, because they knew I was in the fight with. Them. True, true. Um do you have any books and you wrote an ebook right on defense yes right um yes. and so that that's very specific um we have coaches of um all different sports all different levels what are some books that you've read and side note i just i listened to your interview with uh, brett or matt doherty oh, yeah. um and he just wrote a book yeah um it's coming out here soon um and are there any books that you've read in your career um, that have shaped who you are or that have helped you, you know, be a better coach? Yeah. So there's one book that I, I love. I actually gave it to one of my players when I was before I left D2. Uh, it's called Relentless by Tim Grover. Mm, yes. And uh, it's, you know, Tim Grover, of course, uh, you know, he was a trainer to you know, some of the best players that ever played in the NBA, according, you know, especially Michael Jordan to be noted, um, yeah. you know, one of the guys that he trained and, you know, in the course of the book, you know, the attitude and the, just the winning mindset that he offers up that how he trained those guys, it, it, it just really takes you to a place of if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to try to win. I'm going after it all. And, and me reading that book as a coach, it really, I was able to take from it. And, you know, although a lot of it was talking about athletes that he worked with, I was able to take the same, the mindset and the attitude that he had in the book to strive for excellence and be the best 
I was able to take of that and put it in myself and, you know, work with it from there. And so that was kind of my mindset, you know, relentless in being a coach. And that, so that would be the book that I would, you know, say that for me really helped me. Yeah. You, you mentioned your wife and you're working on a project with her. She does great work with women um, on her own. How do you guys balance work and family? Yeah. So, you know, the good thing for us is we work together and, and you know, we're, you know, we love each other, of course, we're best friends. Um, but, you know, we're kind of open about it. We talk about it. Um, you know, when we, when we got married, I was still in coaching right now I'm consulting. So it's a lot freer uh, than actually being a coach. Uh, so she was able to see a little bit of that. Um, but now, to be honest, it's better because, you know, I don't have the pressure of not being home all day or being on recruiting calls to 10, 11 o'clock at night or something. Or, you know, yeah. you know, now I can do things and consult and still have the freedom. Um, so, you know, that's not something that we particularly deal with at the moment. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's still challenges in terms of just maintaining your schedule scheduling time as a couple, you know, yeah. date nights and different things versus, you know, just working all day. Cause I'll be honest, I'm a workaholic. I can yeah. easily work all day. So, you know, just learning how to cut it off and, you know, putting work down yeah. so that now we could come back and, and, and work on family or have family time and stuff like that. So, you know, just, just making sure our schedule is tight and, and revisiting it and then talking about it. Um, and just making sure that we we put time aside for us and yeah. put the work. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. My my wife and I, I think the, the biggest change we've had in the last year and a half or so is actually sharing a calendar on our phones and just putting dates and, you know, appointments. And, you know, sometimes I yeah. just get an invitation for lunch date, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Yeah. I think I think some people think that that's, you know, that's not love or that's not the right way to do it. But I think when, when the expectations are met and expected expectations are explicit, then everyone knows what is expected of them and, and they can function better at work without having to always think back to those things. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. Well, uh, Lewis, my last question is you have a website, you have a consulting um, business. How can people find you if they want to get in touch with you, get, you know, get some help from you. How can they get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me is to go to my website, um, www.lewisshine.com. Uh, you'll see it all there. Um, you know, resources for coaches. Uh, there's a uh, book me uh, tab where you can book me for different things to work with your team, to work with your coaching staff, um, to work with your entire program. Um, you know, the things that I do consulting wise. Um, you know, we're able to comb through your program, talk about recruiting, talk about player development, uh, talk about scouting, um, talking about how to be a cohesive unit with your coaching staff, you know, how to build your team, whether that's physical, mentally. Um, you know, I, I deal with all of those things and I work with programs uh, with all of those kind of things with the goal in mind of helping this program to be the best program that it can be and ultimately win games and championships. Um, that's my goal in doing so. Uh, a lot of it spills over from me as a coach because when I was a coach, I went for it. You know, I learned from the best. I, I tried to 
push my players to be the best. And so a lot of that came from just my attitude as a coach. And so I try to take all of that and pour it into other programs. Um, being fortunate to have a lot of uh, great testimonies of just working with programs. And so on my website, you know, you'll find the book me tab as well as some free resources for coaches. Also some other resources, including my ebook that we talked about um, before defense, um, you know, teaching coaches how to build their program to become a top defensive team. Um, so there's a lot of things there. Also my podcast is there. So you can connect with me on there. There's a section there where you can contact me as well. And then on social media, I'm at Lewis Shine on every platform, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, um, LinkedIn, at Lewis Shine. You guys can contact me there as well. That's great. Lewis, how can we be praying for you? Man, you know, uh, my main thing is just to have more opportunities to uh, reach more people for the Lord, help more people in what they're doing in their craft. And so just, you know, mainly just, you know, praying, praying that, you know, divine connections where I can connect with the right people, um, not only to help them in what they're doing, but to also empower them to help, you know, the, the players that they're over. Uh, because we know in coaching, uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate to be able to have influence over a group of kids, whether that's or players, uh, 12, 12 to 15 players or whatever number your roster might be. And so um, just praying that those connections are made, you know, of course, on my end, I, I love to do what I do and to, to help people and, and to talk with people and encourage them and inspire and lead them to the Lord and as well as do what I'm doing on the physical side in terms of helping them with their program. So I just want to be con connected with more and be able to share what I do and ultimately be able to share the Lord with as many people as possible. So just divine connections in terms of me connecting with programs and coaches and, and, and players and people all over. Sounds good. All right, let's close out in prayer then. Yep. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time with um, Lewis here uh, on the podcast. Thank you for his leadership everywhere he's been. Thank you that He's been pointing people to Jesus um, at every stop of his career. Um, Father, I ask that as his business here continues, that, that he'll meet people who, who he can impact and that he can prepare and he can guide in order for them to be better coaches, um, run better programs that will always point to you. Um, Lord, be with his family. Um, help him to finish this project that they're working on together. Um, and Lord, help us all to glorify you in everything we say and do. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Lewis, oh man, that was that was so good. Thankful that he came on to, to share with us. And uh, one of my favorite parts was just from the very beginning, how he talked about the, the spirit of excellence and his first uh, answer to what does it mean to be a Christian coach. And I'm just really thankful that he included that in there. Because I, I do believe that that the Lord is um, does want us to give our, our best and be excellent in the work that we do. I do think that's a, a key part to being a, a Christian coach and Christian athlete. Yeah, he when he was giving me that answer, Chad, it it, it brought me back to First um, Corinthians 15 that says, "If you're bound in the work of the Lord, uh, your work is not in vain." You know, mm -hmm. and that that verse has stuck to me. A little bit these last few weeks, um, staying focused on the mission and why we do things. Um, and that has helped me a lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Yeah. Um, the other thing, Chad, that I liked was when he mentioned uh, getting to know players. 
on a one-on-one level and just getting that work one-on-one, that private lesson, that, you know, the little skill work that you can find 15, 20 minutes, just you and a player is really impactful for that player and for the coach because you get to talk not just maybe about the sport, but you can, the player is more willing to open up if he or she is on a one-on-one with the coach instead of having 10, 15, 20 players around them. Yeah, no, I've seen that here at my university too, just how important that is. And and uh, and for me, sometimes the failures, if uh, if I'm not making that happen, how, you know, two weeks go by and, and we haven't connected yet uh, with my student athletes. Yeah. And coach, if you liked uh, Lewis's message, you can check him out on lewisshine.com. He also has a podcast of his own and the latest episode on the podcast uh, he interviewed Matt Doherty, who played for UNC, had a great coaching career. Um, his podcast is Interview You, just the letter U. Um, and then you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. Coach, thanks again for joining us. Remember to complete the survey if you can. Um, but always remember, the mission field is right where you're at.